Welcome to another episode of Time to Wind Down. I'm your host, Jeff Hall. Not shocker, because that's uh, that's not going to change. Um, I've got a great guest tonight with me, joining me for uh, helping me wind down and hopefully helping yourself wind down is Josiah Goff. He's the host of the Content Heroes podcast. And uh, welcome, Josiah. Oops. Thanks a lot. I am excited and uh, excited to be here and also excited to wind down as well because uh, I, I also have two small kids and, uh, <laughs> and this, is the, this is the time of the night yes. where we, we get to relax a bit. Yes, exactly. You were mentioning earlier that you're, you're originally from Nashville? Yeah, so I, uh, I've actually moved 27 times. Holy cow. Which is, which is a lot. Um, yeah, so it hasn't, it hasn't always been to a different city. Um, but the actual process of moving, I think, yeah, I think we're at 26 or 27 at this point. Um, so I've kind of lived all over, mostly in the southeast. I, I was born in West Virginia. Um, when I was like seven, we moved, uh, to Georgia, moved, lived in a bunch of small towns in East Georgia and then moved to Marietta my eighth grade year. And then, um, when I was a junior in high school, moved up to Gallatin outside Nashville, um, graduated high school there and then, uh, came down to Chattanooga for school. That's where I met my wife. Okay. And then we, shortly after we got married, we moved all the way across the country to Bellingham, Washington. And okay. then uh, moved, we were there for three years, moved all the way back to uh, to Nashville again, and then now we're back in Chattanooga. So we've kind of made this wow. big round trip. <laughs> I'd say so. Um, what, um, what about, mo- like, what was, was your family like military or something, or you just moved a lot? <laughs> yeah, everyone always asks me that. Um, and no, they're not, they... Um, there, yeah, I didn't grow up in a military family. My, okay. my dad, um, he, he started a business in, um, in the small town in West Virginia where he grew up. And um, it, it ended up not working out. And it was just a, a situation where there just wasn't much work up there. And so okay. we ended up moving to Georgia and then just kind of following wherever the jobs went. And then okay. I sort of did the same thing. Like uh, after, after I got into my career I just um yeah it just sort of it's how it's worked out I don't I don't really know why to tell you the truth other than we've had a a difficult time actually picking a place where we want to stick around but I will say that since we've had kids that's changed a lot like we're we're definitely definitely looking to settle down more because um, we want to kind of create more of a a stable environment with them and there's enough chaos in our lives now that we don't need to add the chaos of moving every year to that no, I, I agree. Um, I, I too moved to, I mean, I didn't move, I've moved several different times. Um, myself, uh, my dad was military, got out and we moved from, um, California where he was stationed to Kansas city. And then he worked for, uh, roadway, roadway freight, then transfer, then got a different job at yellow freight. And then they transferred him to Dallas. So we lived, so we lived in Dallas for some years. 
And then my parents got divorced. My dad moved to Can- back to Kansas City. And then we stayed in Dallas until um, till my seventh grade, after my seventh grade year. And then my mom's parents had retired from Kansas City to Springfield, Missouri, which is about three-hour drives in the southwest part of the state. And I grew up there from eighth grade all the way through most of college. Uh, met my first wife there uh, in town. She graduated undergrad, got into grad school at University of Missouri. So her and I moved up there. She, we lived there seven years. She completed her, her uh, PhD in uh, microbiology and then um, took a postdoc position at Vanderbilt. So that's why we wound up in Nashville. So we've uh, ah, okay. yeah, moved a few times myself. It's not fun, but I agree. So as somebody that is living in Chattanooga, how are things down there during all this madness, so to speak? Yeah, it's been really weird. Uh, we, we definitely made some decisions, um, that uh had we known everything that was going to happen we would probably would not have made <laughs> but right. we were um we were in this three bed we were in this three bedroom house with a fenced in backyard we have a two-year-old and a four-year-old mm-hmm. and um we were like oh man i really miss living downtown because we lived downtown we lived in bellingham and in nashville and we loved that like walkable lifestyle and um and so we decided at the end of November to move out of our house and into an apartment that's like half the size. Oh man. And so we were like, but it's okay because you know, the right next to the building is a park. And then the, the, our, our apartment building has, um, has some different amenities like this mm-hmm. uh, courtyard and pool and like a club room and all this stuff. So, you know, it's okay that we have a, a smaller living space and then, <laughs> And then, of course, you know, in March, everything shut down. Like all the amenities right. were shut down, the parks were shut down, um, and so for two months, we uh, we were trying to find like random patches of grass and empty parking lots for the kids to run around and just yep. get some energy out because they're just going crazy in this little apartment. Um, but I, I am I am grateful to the the place that we got. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why we chose the building that we're in is I haven't really seen this before, but this apartment building rents little office spaces in the building. So oh, I actually cool. have an office space and it's just, it's not, it's just a, a small room with a window and a ceiling fan basically. But like um, it's right, it's right around the corner from our apartment. Um, so actually one of my walls is, uh, is shared with the kid's bedroom. And so I just walk out the front door and come around and I have my own, own little space so oh, that awesome. part's been nice it's kind of helped me keep my sanity and be able to actually get some stuff done during all of this um <laughs> as much as possible with like i feel like i've been in a in a brain fog the entire time um but uh and it's been super unproductive but uh but it could have been a lot worse if i didn't have my own space right no i i completely understand um <laughs> that's I mean, that's really nice because i don't know I can't even think of any place around, around, uh, around here that does, that has that kind of a setup. So I think you got lucky really for sure on that. Um, (laughs) uh, my daughter has had to, they, their preschool shut down for two weeks. Um, they opened back up, but there's not as, it's not as full as it's been, um, for most of the year. So that's helped. Um, 
but even like even during their little lockdown time or time they were closed down, you know, they would have, she also does dance. And so she, her and some of her dance fellow dance kids about her age um, met at an empty parking lot just so they could ride bikes and scooters, (laughs) you know, you would say together, but you know, not really together, but so the parents just sat in lawn chairs by their cars and, you know, it was just, it was just something so they can get out. We're fortunate that um, across the street from us, there's like a little, I guess, not kind of a trailway. It's more just like a, a little walkway area um, around a park. Um, so we can still do that. And we don't, we haven't run into anybody. Um, my daughter just got a scooter. My son got one too. So they've been learning how to ride that. And that's, I think, helped us out more than anything. <laughs> yeah, so, that's nice. Uh, the... Uh, and I'm sure you've probably you've learned this with your four-year-old, maybe not with your two-year-old yet. But you know when kids say, "Hey, watch this," you really <laughs> know it's not going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> Though I I've come to find out the only thing worse than a kid saying, "Hey, watch this," is the parent telling the kid, "Hey, watch this." <laughs> <laughs> the example I have for that to base that on. My son got his scooter, and uh, I remember having a scooter not like that, but I remember having one when I was younger. I remember doing, like, little bunny hops on scooters, just like bicycles. So I went to go show my son how to do a bunny hop. I uh, I hopped. I just, not, I just did not land. I went up. The scooter went out one way, and I came straight down. Mm. I bust right on my uh, right hip. And uh, my right elbow, like right Ooh. on the elbow bone. <laughs> and I was down for a good minute. I, I was like, as soon as I could, as soon as I, you know, felt okay enough to actually speak. <laughs> the first thing I said was, this is why we wear pads. <laughs> this is why you wear a helmet. I was fortunate not to hit my head on the concrete, but yeah. It's, and that's kind of, and I laughed about it because I'm like, yeah, the only thing worse than a kid saying, hey, watch this, is an adult <laughs> trying to say, hey, watch this. It's almost Famous like the, last words. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's it's almost like uh it's almost like the hold my beer type of thing. Uh-huh. To, to show your kid something. Uh I'm just glad they finally learned how to do it on their own, you know. But they all you know, at, at the same time, it's a good lesson on why you wear pads. <laughs> so um so tell us a little bit about um, about your podcast and what that's all about. Yeah, so Content Heroes is a podcast for online content creators. So bloggers, YouTubers, um, other podcasters, people who are making a living by creating content online. Um, I originally started the podcast as like this uh top of funnel lead generation that was my plan okay. um, because i i run a web agency that serves content creators and okay. um specifically like professional bloggers and um uh people with personal brands who are leaders who are creating content and, and speaking and authors and, and that sort of thing um and so i wanted to help bring that community together and um, provide resources for them and, um, and, and create conversations. 
And so I started the podcast, but then I had this really interesting experience of by starting a podcast for online content creators, I myself became an online content creator. Um, and I just, I just fell in love with podcasting. Um, and it's been, I've been, uh, really kind of blown away by how, um, how quickly it has just expanded my relationships. Um, Mm -hmm. And by, especially by doing a, a show that is guest interviews, right. um, I've, uh, I've, I've just, I've built so many amazing relationships and made so many connections with people that like, I'd never, never would have, you know, thought would, would ever sit down with me and talk to me for an hour. And, and then I get to take that and, and have amazing conversations and share that with, with an audience um, and, and help them, you know, grow their business or get or work through whatever they're trying to work through. And, um, and so it's, it's been amazing. So I've actually, um, kind of, uh, I, I was already leaning in the direction of, of pivoting. Um, mm-hmm. but the, the pandemic has sort of sped that up a bit. Um, so now I am, uh, I'm focusing, I'm kind of, I'm kind of putting my agency into, into maintenance mode and I'm focusing on growing content heroes to being something more than just a podcast. Right. Uh, so one of the things that, um, I've started actually just, um, just started promoting this today. Um, starting next week, I'm going to, I'm doing a, a workshop for teaching people, my podcast production process. So, um, I've been, I'm, I'm not someone who is like, like my, my superpower has never been consistency. That's just not kind of how I've been (laughs) wired, but I've always, but I, ever since I started the podcast, um, you know, which was eight months ago now, I've, I've published consistently at least once a week, uh, and haven't gotten burned out. And the way that I did that is I, from the very beginning, I, essentially what I started with was, Hey, I, I, I went through the process of publishing a few episodes and I recorded it and, um, and then had my assistant go through and take all of that and put it into um, what's called a, I don't know if you've ever used process street, but it's this tool mm-hmm. for um, creating like dynamic checklists. And so I've created this huge checklist of everything involved um, from the time that a, a guest um, signs up or, you know, schedules their mm-hmm. interview until, you know, until publish and, and distribution, like everything involved in that. And have just refined it week after week after week. Um, and now I have this really great process that I don't have to think about it. I just show up and check the boxes and fill in the fields. And then like it, it even has, um, like email templates and things like that to where I don't even have to write an email. It, I just click a button and it, and it pops up Gmail and I can send or schedule the email and it has all of it in there, including like the links to the, the, the episodes and the files that I want to share with the guests and all of that, it dynamic, it dynamically generates that. Um, and so I, uh, I'm on a mission because one of the things that I realized, um, early on is that it's, you know, it's not just, it's not just enough to start a podcast. Right. Um, the, the people, because, you know, 75% of people end up giving up on their podcasts. Um, Mm -hmm. like the vast majority of the podcasts that are out there, um, experience what people call pod fade which is where it just sort of like fades off and 
and becomes mm-hmm. a, you become a, a forgotten podcaster. But the, the podcasting legends, they're the ones who figured out how to keep it going mm-hmm. long enough to see success because podcasting is definitely a long game. Um, oh, and yeah. the, the number one enemy in that is burnout. Um, yeah. And for me, getting into the details of everything, because I'm not... I, when I have to get into the details, I get burned out really quickly. I'm more of a big picture person, yeah. but I produced a podcast myself and I, and, and there's a ton of details as I'm sure, you know, there's a ton oh, of details yeah. in, in publishing uh, the podcast and putting all that together, especially with guest interviews and everything um, that I, but I don't get burned out because I have a process. I don't even have to think about it. Um, and so I, what I realized, cause I, I was, I was racking my brain over the last few months of like, how can I, um, like wh- what, what's the need in my audience and, and what, what am I uniquely positioned to help them with? Um, and I went through a lot of different things, but then I, I started having people ask me about my podcasting process. And then I'm, I'm in a Facebook group where, um, they were asking me, I asked them if it would be helpful if I just did like a Facebook live and shared with them my process. And I did that and like overwhelmingly got like, Hey, can you do this for me? Can you help me do this? And so, right. um, I started to put together a course, but then I was way overthinking that um, and, uh, and was spinning my wheel. So I had a, last week, a friend of mine um, suggested, hey, you know, you to kind of get yourself unstuck here, just do a, a workshop, do like a live online workshop mm-hmm. where you take people through and start with a group. So I'm doing a, a group of 12 um, where you take people through and through your whole process and, and help them in a group setting, set up their own, you know, set up the process for their own podcast. Um, and that way they walk away at the end with the process in place. Um, and so you're, you're, you don't have to, to, to do, spend all this work to put together a course before you can start helping people. You can help people now and use that right. to refine your process and your, and your content, your course content. And then I'll take that and turn that into the course, um, you know, a little further down the road. Uh, so that's, that's something I'm super excited about that. Oh, uh, I just, I just launched, um, under that content heroes umbrella. I call it the effortless podcasting blueprint. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Um, I have a yellow notepad and I write out an outline and that's kind of, <laughs> kind of what we do um, yep. for us. Cause I'm, yep. you know, cause I, I refer to our, um, <laughs> I refer to our, uh, whenever Patrick and I record our movie podcast, I refer to that always to my wife and to really anybody that, I, you know, that asks about what all I have, you know, goes into it. I said, listen, it's my, I refer to it as my volunteer, full t- my full-time volunteer job. Yeah, totally. I mean, so especially in like your case, that's, that's a, um, that's a slow burn. Um, yeah. because you're, you're trying to monetize the podcast directly. Um, and so, you know, unless you're selling like a, a product directly through it or something like that, if you're relying on advertisers, like it takes a while to get to, oh, yeah. to the point where you're, you're really making like even breaking even on it. Like, and even on my end where, you know, the, the content heroes podcast, like I said, I originally set it up to be like a top of funnel lead generation thing. Um, you know, there've been a ton of awesome benefits that I've gotten out of the podcast. Like I literally, my life is not the same as it was before I I started the podcast, which we, I'm happy to talk about any of that stuff, but like the, um, as far as direct revenue generated from the podcast, um, there really hasn't been much at all. 
but I've dumped, you know, hundreds of hours and thousands of dollars into the podcast because I believe in it and because I'm, I'm dedicated to, to serving that audience. Um, and I like, that's, that's basically what it has to come down to is like, you have to believe in what you're doing, um, and have a, a reason bigger than just monetization in order to keep it going. Cause you know, even with a great process, if you, if you're not, if you're not passionate about what you're doing, you're, you're not going to stick with it. Yeah. And think, and, um, for me, this is just, I mean, still just a hobby, you know, um, this, you know, I'll talk, I mean, anybody, anybody that knows me knows I will talk their ear off about movies, you know, just from the, you know, from, you know, for any length of time, I will bore them to tears with it, which is why my wife got me, a, my wife and kids got me a microphone three years ago, I think, and said, you need to do something with this because you're driving us nuts. Um, <laughs> not, not really, but they're like, here, do something with it. I'm like, all right. So that kind of, that kind of, you know, was kind of the thing that kind of got me started. Um, but I'd been listening to podcasts for God at this point, 14 years. And, um, so by listening, you learn a lot because you, you see a process, you know, you understand, cause they also talk about, you know, uh, cause a lot of the ones you, that I listen to talk about how, you know, how hard it is to try and, make any sort of money off of it and that you really have to get a following. So don't expect to make it right away. And I'm like, well, lucky for me, I'm not trying to do that for me. I'm just happy to just talk. But from, um, one thing I've been lucky enough through this, that without, without having the podcast and I, there's no way I would have been able to do, I've gone out and reached out to various different people that work in the movie industry and just, be like, Hey, I'd like to talk, you know, it's like, Hey, uh, you know, I have this movie podcast that, you know, this is what we talk about. Uh, we would love to talk to you about X, Y, and Z, you know, we'd like to talk to you for like not even an hour. If you can, you know, um, if you have time, that would be amazing. Uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I've been able to talk to podcasters that I've listened to <laughs> for nine years. Um, I've met other podcasters that now we're like, we did, we even did a joint one um, and or a joint, more or less a joint episode and even a, even via Skype. And I've uh, got to interview a movie director, which I didn't think I'd ever be able to say that. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, it's just afforded me those opportunities that I never would have done. And I, I, uh, I ended up uh, for our Oscars episode that we did. Um, I met up at former mayor Megan Barry's house and we did the Oscars episode together and we did Oscar picks. I'm like, this is so weird that I'm doing this <laughs> right yeah. now. But um, that's, that's one of the things I love about, you know, about podcasting is that it gives you that opportunity to talk to people you normally wouldn't talk to. Oh, so. Absolutely. That, and, and that's one of the things that I love about it too, because, um, you know, it's kind of funny before, before I started the podcast, there was any time I've had like a, a, a crazy career, like my, mm -hmm. my journey. Um, I, I have kind of a diverse background. I've kind of been all over the place, but the, 
um, a lot of it has come down to I've just like never really knew what I wanted to do. Right. Um, and uh, and I mean, really, it was because I was asking the wrong questions. But I re- remember like anytime someone asked me that question of you know what would you do for the rest of your life if you, know, you never have to worry about money, um, and I always had such a hard time answering that question because besides something like traveling the world with my family, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I can think of was, you know, I would just love to have amazing conversations with really interesting people and like while we're sipping bourbon or something. Like right. That. Like, <laughs> but that's not a job. And, and then I, know, I started right? the podcast. I started the podcast and I'm like, this is amazing. Like, this is this what is I want to be doing. Yeah. And, uh, and, and the, the, what I love about it is I'm not, and, and, and you touched on this, um, like it, it's not, it's, it's, it's not like we're, we're calling up someone and saying, Hey, can I sit down with you for an hour and pick your brain? Like no one, no one wants to get that phone call. Like no, right. no one wants to, to be a part of that. But we, even if it's small, even if you're just starting out, you, by starting the podcast, you're showing up and giving first you're saying hey i have an audience and i have a platform and um and you i want to i i believe that you can can bring value to that audience i want to use that platform to help spread your story or your message or or whatever it is and and showing up that way and serving first um like that is a, it's a complete, it's a completely different dynamic. Um, and, and it's, to me, it's a win, 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 because you're, you're using your platform to help, help amplify their message for the guest. You're, um, you're serving an audience as so you're helping them. And then you're also establishing yourself as an authority because, um, there's this, there's this thing called the rub off effect. And it's this, uh, there's some research done, I think it was York University a while back. And um, they, they essentially um, would put uh, like a random person's photo next to a famous person's photo. And then they mm-hmm. would um, get the, the test subjects to rate how famous they thought the random person was. Um, and just by putting the photo next to a famous person's photo, they rated that that person is significantly more famous than they actually were. Huh. Um, and they didn't like the two people weren't even in the same photograph. It was just putting those photos next to each other. We have these associations. This is how our brain yeah. works. Um, and that, and like when I started my podcast, no one knew who I was. Um, and now I'm, I'm interviewing people who are like, you know, legends in, in content creation and online business. Um, I'm, I'm able to sit down with them and, and now my photos next to their, them. And so like, I have people, it's so weird. I have people like reach out to me or like um, people kind of in my, my network who will introduce me as the content person or something, or like, you know, ask me about content creation and all this stuff. But I was never, that was like, I was doing this because I had an agency. Like I was never a content creator. I'm not like yeah. a content expert, but they automatically associate with me with that because of the podcast and because of the topic of the podcast and the title and the people that I'm bringing on and, and that I'm now associated with. So it's boosting me as an authority in, in a niche that before no one knew who I was, but now right. people are starting to recognize me. And that wasn't even like, uh, 
that was just kind of like a surprise effect. Like that was, I was not, I was, I was not anticipating that happening. Um, and so there's, it's, it, that's what I love about the medium for all of the challenges that come along with, with, you know, producing a podcast, there's so many benefits. And, um, and like I said, it's just, it's a win, 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 um, because it allows, um, it allows you to, to serve everyone involved. No, I agree. And so, cause I feel that that's kind of a market that's not being fully, I guess, uh, talked about or used, you know, kind of a niche as you like to say, um, that's being talked about right now is parents that talk about movies, take their kids to go see. And then like, Hey, um, you know, certain movies, your kids, you're going to go see with your kids, you know, like Pixar stuff, but there's other non Pixar non Disney movies that come out that you're like, maybe on the fence, we will take the bullet for you, go see it, come back, talk about it. And then you can make your own decision. Yeah, there's definitely a, definitely a need for that. For sure. Um, it's always, it's, it's always risky to, uh, to try new movies with kids because you just never know. Um, I mean, obviously they're rated, but it's still like that the, the quality can vary wildly within those ratings. Exactly. And I actually saw a funny article today. Uh, the Guardian actually put it out. This guy, this guy was the uh, guy that wrote the article. Um, was talking about how he was so excited that this that they got disney plus when the quarantine started because he was going to be able to show his kids um all the disney classics from the vault and everything until he actually started watching them with his kids mm-hmm. <laughs> and seeing the just just how it just doesn't ho- not even hold up as as in it's just not good as in yeah. quality, it's not good because of like portrayal of things and how of yeah. society as a whole and everything back yeah. then. I'm like, oh yeah, what Peter Pan, but oof, what makes the Red Man Red? That song mm-hmm. every time I cringe, every time it comes on. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. My my wife grew up watching old movies, um, I, I, and I didn't really, so I never really yeah. watched them until we got married. Um, and so she was showing showing some of these movies to me and I'm like, these are terrible, but you, you don't like when, you know, when you're growing up and watching it, like you oh, don't you think about it. that kind of stuff. No. Yeah. Um, but then like she showed it to me with fresh eyes. <laughs> just yeah. like, oh, okay. We're never showing these to our kids. Yeah. <laughs> terrible. Yeah. And that's, and that's kind of one of the funny, cause some movies age well, some just don't. Yeah. Some are just literally a product of their time. <laughs> and, yeah. and, uh some are thankfully classics and timeless um one of the ones my mom and i used to watch because my mom's a huge doris day fan was uh pillow talk which you know is you know mistaken identity but it you know it's at one like towards the end of the movie it's like rog hugs and breaks into her house or breaks into her apartment lifts her up and takes her back you know is carrying her down the street and <laughs> taking her back to his place i'm like I don't think that would fly now, <laughs> but it's, it's cute. And I remember it being cute, but I don't think this stuff would fly now. I don't think this is good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it is, uh, it is, it is definitely, but that article is hilarious. Cause I'm like, no, I, I was like, bro, do you feel me right now? Cause 
it's like, I feel you're, I feel like you're speaking to my soul because there's so many problems I have with older Disney movies that, you know, I, you know, I was like, Oh, cause uh, when my son was young, um, like seven years, seven, eight years ago, I, I checked out Dumbo from the library and brought it home. I was like, Oh, I like this, you know, it's flying elephant, whatever. Until I started watching, I go, this movie's depressing as shit. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'm really hoping I'm not <clears throat> between between the crows and then him, and then Dumbo having like hallucinations and stuff. I'm like, who's this movie for? You know, like, this is yeah, God Dumbo's awful. Dumbo's a weird one. Yeah. Oh, it's so weird. But yeah, I just, I was like, so I'm, I'm a little more, you know, I'd be, now whenever the kids want to see something, my son now is not as much, I want to say my movie buddy, like my daughter is. My daughter's like, I want to go to the movies. Let's find something. I'm like, there's nothing out. I'm sorry. Unless you want to go see the Oscar movies with me, but I don't think you're going to be happy with them. <laughs> um, so, uh, so it's a little bit harder. It's actually been more difficult to find movies he's wanting to watch. Um, so I'm trying to explore older movies that I grew up on that I think you might like um, and see how that works. My daughter will pretty much watch anything. Uh, we actually, oddly enough, we watched the jungle book last night. Cause that's one of the few ones she hadn't seen. And nice. uh, I was not as bad, but it's still, I mean, she's really just there for the music anyways. Um, you know, yeah. I, one, one movie from when I was a kid that I think does hold up really, really well and is completely timeless is princess bride. Oh, that's that's yeah. like my my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, <laughs> my son really likes that. I watched it so I watched it so many times. I mean, I've watched the movie probably a hundred times. I watched it oh, so yeah. many times as a kid. Yeah, I uh, so for me growing up, there's a lot of different movies because um, I would get hooked on one and just watch the same one over and over forever and ever. Um, but like Top Gun was one I watched over and over on VHS. <laughs> and still nice. you know still hold up as one of my favorite movies just because i just saw it a bunch of times um and uh let's see like goonies i think it's a good one that i think oh, holds I up. He, he likes that yeah. one um my ex-wife and i were actually just talking about you know movies for him to watch and we were trying to think you know it's like well i kind of want to show him clue but i don't know if he'll i mean i was probably his age maybe a year or two older when i first watched clue i didn't get most of the jokes but that's kind of how it was for most um for most mel brooks movies with me mm -hmm. i didn't get most of the jokes but i got a lot of the slapstick humor that's in those kind of movies and that's what i laughed at most and then it wasn't until i was re-watching when i was older that i'm getting you know as i get more mature i get more and more of the jokes you know because i'm finally aging up to where you know i understand them more so it's it's been uh it's been interesting for sure um well before we go i want to ask, ask just a couple of questions just right off that i you know that i've written down that i asked uh you know to try and just kind of not really silly questions just ones most people don't normally get asked at or asked about sure yeah um let's do it what's a skill you would like to learn that you obviously have not like what's something that you're like, you know what? I would really like to learn how to do this. Juggle. Okay. I, uh, I remember it's like summer camp. Um, when I was in high school, 
I, there was like a, you know, they have all these different classes and mm-hmm. there was a juggling one and I started it and I actually started to get kind of like where I could do it. Um, but then I just never practiced. And so now like, I don't know what it is. I'm kind of fascinated by people who can juggle really well. Um, so maybe I'll pick that up. There you go. Get something to learn during quarantine time. There you go. Um, what's something most kids learn, but you didn't like growing up? Ooh. Hmm. If you could think of anything, if not, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, like <laughs> just being real, like, uh, how, how to socialize like a normal human being. Um, <laughs> cause I was, I was homeschooled until oh, seventh okay. grade. Um, and we moved around so much that like, right. I was very, very isolated. Yeah. And so it took me a while to, uh, actually, you know, be able to hold normal conversations with right. people. That makes sense. No, I, I get it. I completely get it. Um, no, I, I totally get that. Um, what is the last thing you recommended to, to somebody, either a book, like a book, TV, movie, music, whatever. Last thing I recommended to someone. Yeah, it could be anything. Um, you know, there's a there's a book on my um, on my file cabinet right next to me right now that I've been going through, um, which is Seth Godin's "This Is Marketing." Okay. And um, I absolutely recommend that book. Um, and I, obviously any, pretty much anything Seth does is, is fantastic because he's such an amazing communicator, but, um, this is marketing really, it's, it's incredibly helpful. Um, e- e- even if you're not in marketing, uh, mm-hmm. understanding what marketing is because marketing is, is, is more than what most people think it is. And we're, we, we, all of us market every day. Right. Um, but the, uh, yeah, the, okay. that's a, it's a great book. Okay. And then to kind of follow up to that one, what is the last thing that someone recommended to you? If you can think, if not, that's fine too. Yeah. Uh, one sec. Look at me a second here. Yeah. yeah here it is. Hard hitting random questions. <laughs> yeah. Any, anything that, uh, anything that asked me to like recall something random, uh, like on the spot, it's, it's yeah. not really how my brain <laughs> I know. I'm <laughs> sorry. My brain is wired. No, like, some people though, some people though just are like, I don't have a super great memory, I think is yeah. the thing. Um, but some people it's just like all this, it comes automatically to them and it just right. fascinates me. Um, I, I want to answer this though. Hold on. Give me a second. Okay. No, you're good. Um, well, I guess as long as you remember your wife and kids birthdays and names, they kept getting right. it on hard part. <laughs> I, I remember. I remember the important stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's all. Um, oh man. Oh, so I'm on my desk right now. Yeah. Is uh, a I don't know how you pronounce this. I think it's Lamy L A M Y. Okay. Uh, it's a it's a fountain pen. Okay. Um, and I started using this a, a little while ago um, to do like my daily planner, daily journal stuff. Okay. Um, there's something, I don't know, there's something that, cause I, I tend to be more of a digital type person. So I've been trying to buy tactile things that, yeah. um, like that are nice, that, that are, like feel good to use. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, it's just, there's something nice about having a nice pen and writing stuff down 
that um, helps me get into those kind of habits. So okay. yeah, yeah, cool. this was recommended to me by my uh, longtime friend, Cody Harris. Shout out awesome. to Cody. Hey, Cody. Good job, Cody. Um, let's see here. Uh, okay, uh, one more question and then a follow-up after that one. And then we'll be okay. Um, what is one, quest- one question you wished people would ask you? It could be any question. It could be any people. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be work-related. Just be like, oh. um, <laughs> you know, this is kind of a, a silly, simple one, but yeah. um, m- most people don't ask me how to pronounce my name. Okay. And, uh, and most people don't pronounce it correctly. <laughs> really? Which uh, yeah, I know. It's a surprising. It's surprising, right? Um, yeah. It's so it's it's Josiah. Mm-hmm. Um, most people will say Josiah with like a Z sound, so um, and then and then some people just like won't even try. So I've, I've it's this really weird experience where I've had like there's a fifty fifty chance this happens when someone reads my name and says mm-hmm. it, um, where they just won't even try to say Josiah. They'll just throw out another random like Bible name. <laughs> like Isaiah or Joshua and like, <laughs> sure, merge like, it, like it's nothing. Yeah. Like they just, it, it's so bizarre. And I, and I just laugh. I think it's hilarious. That is um, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. Um, I don't know what it is, but whenever I print, tell people, usually it's on the phone. Um, when they ask, you know, your last name, I say hall and they say, Paul, I go, I don't know where you know. <laughs> H-A. so i for at least 20 if not almost 30 at least 20 25 years i've always said uh you know jeff hall h-a-l-l like i spell it out every single time it's almost like it's part of my last name because they'll get the last name wrong mm-hmm. okay, i don't know how you're messing that one. okay maybe it's just the way i say it um and then uh <laughs> what's one question you wish people would stop asking you right now i kind of just wish everyone would stop asking me how i'm doing yeah you know what i mean like yeah 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 I, there's i mean i don't you know i don't i don't fault them for it or anything i mean right. I people how they're doing too but there's there's also this like i a lot of times i just don't really want to think about how i'm doing right now right now i get you it know? Um, I'd, I'd rather just focus on what's in front of me. Um, and then, uh, you know, take, take some, I'd, I'd rather reflect on that sort of thing in, in, in quiet time and personal time yeah. and try to put into words this like, uh, existential angst that angst that a lot of us are experiencing with everything that's going in the world right now. Yeah. It's, a. Uh... And I get asked that all the time. I'm like, so you doing all right? I'm like, I mean, I guess. <laughs> I'm like, sure. I mean, for the moment. But I yeah, mean, it's like com- compared to what? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, like it's all relative. So are, you, yeah, are we comparing this to like, you know, yesterday or like, you know, a year or, ago? <laughs> or are you really asking? Do you really want to know or are you just trying to be polite? Right. That's the other right, thing. Right. Exactly. Like, do you really want to know or are you just kind of? Or you're just trying to be nice and make conversation because if that's the case, then I'm doing just, I'm doing well. Thank you. 
I hope you are as well. <laughs> and then what happens is sometimes you go, I, yeah, like, yeah, I'm here, which is an obvious statement because if you weren't, then I'm having a hallucination, which is also possible. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yes, I get that you're here. I'm like, we all are at some point. But yeah, no, I, I, I completely feel you on that because you're like, I don't think you really want to know, so I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> But, you know, sometimes that can also be some, you know, like for you or I, that might be one question we wish people stop asking. But for other people, there might be some question they wish people would ask them. Yeah. Because they maybe really do need somebody to actually just ask them that and so they can get some stuff off and talk. So for those people, we ask them to come and talk to me because then we can <laughs> we could talk about it here. Um. But, and that's also one of the reasons why, you know, I started doing this, uh, this particular podcast as opposed to the movie one, because I get to talk some about something other in movies that people want to. Um, and it kind of just gives other people that are listening just a different kind of outlet, something they can just put on the background if they want or while they're doing other things to kind of not have to think about all the, all the other nonsense going on, so... I guess that almost sounds like a good way to end it in a there you sadly, go in a sadly kind of in a sad kind of way. Um, but uh, Josiah, can you please tell tell our listeners um, where they can find you on the social media, the web, and um, talk? You know, kind of let people know also your podcast again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the best place to go to connect with me is just go to my website, josiahgoff.com, um, J-O-S-I-A-H-G-O-F-F. Um, and that has links off to all of the things, um, all of my social accounts. Um, feel free to you know, connect with me, shoot me a message, let me know that you listened to the episode um, and just say hi or if you have any questions about anything. Um, and also we'll link off to the, uh, the Content Heroes podcast. Um, and so if you're interested at all in content creation, online marketing, online business, um, a lot of great, I've had a lot of great guests on talking, uh, who are a lot smarter than me talking about, uh, all things content and, and online business. And so I really think you get a lot out of that. So if that sounds interesting, then, um, subscribe and, um, and enjoy. And then I guess the last thing I would say is, uh, if you, are a podcaster or you're planning to launch a podcast and you want um you want a proven process to help you publish every week um without getting burned out um then go to contentheroes.com slash effortless and uh, we're doing a workshop this uh the the 21st um, that's our first workshop our, that I'm doing. And then the second one is the 27th of, of May. And so, um, those are 90 minute workshops and I will there, I'm keeping them, like I said earlier, I'm keeping them very small, 12 people each so that I can get really hands-on and help people implement a process, mm -hmm. um, implement the, the blueprint that I've, um, that I've put together. And, um, and 
then I don't, I don't, I honestly don't know if I'm going to keep doing the workshops or if I'm going to do any more of those because my ultimate goal is to turn that into a self-serve course. But right now um, I want to be able to help people directly and, and get them started really quickly. Um, and so I'm, I'm starting with some workshops. So that's uh, contentheroes.com slash effortless. Awesome. Well, Josiah, thank you again for joining me. This is, I've had a blast. I hope you have too. Um, talking about various wide uh, spectrum of things tonight. Um, and for our listeners, we will see you next, or listen to you, I guess, or you'll listen to us next week. Awesome. One down for what? Mm-hmm.